0: We are all starting to breathe a sigh of relief as things begin to get back to some semblance of normal. It's been long and it's been hard. In those periods of long and hard, it's extremely easy to lose all hope. It appears that the way things used to be will never be the same again. Join me this week as I talk about keeping hope at the center. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. I have never had hopeless despair crouch at the door before, but there he was, sitting right there, waiting for me to open it and let him waltz right into my life. As I pressed into God this week and listened for his small, still voice, he began showing me how he was up to something new, not just in my life, but also in the lives of all of us who are following him. He reminded me that I don't wanna go back to the familiar because The familiar is a trap. Familiar keeps us stuck in the same old, same old. Isn't that exactly what we want to do when we're up against a hard place? We wanna run back to what is familiar because it feels safe. He reminded me that he's doing a new thing and to look for it. He's making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. However, to see the new, I had to forget the former. I had to stop longing for what was familiar and to stop longing for the ways things used to be. He's tearing down those things to keep me from growing and moving forward. Only God can move forward when it feels like everything around you has taken a giant step backwards. And so there's hope during turmoil and chaos, hope for a new beginning, hope for a new tomorrow and a new me and a new you. Are you willing to go there with me? Are you willing to see this as God putting you and me in the boat with him? He's telling us that we're gonna get to the other side even though in the middle of the lake, it will feel like we are drowning. We just celebrated Easter and the bright hope of Easter is clouded by the darkness of Good Friday. Without Good Friday, there wouldn't be an Easter. And without trials, there won't be a new you and a new me. What is it that God is doing in your life right now? He's revealing what is inside your heart and beckoning you to lay it at his feet so that you may be resurrected into all he's created you to be. I don't want to get to the other side of hard times in my life only to miss all that God wants to do in my life in the middle of it. What about you? The hard times will be over before we know it, and we have two choices in the middle of it, to press into the work God wants to do in our lives and be changed by his marvelous grace, or we can run back to the familiar only to emerge on the other side of all this, no more sanctified than the day we began. For most of us, hardship is really a beautiful gift from God. It's a chance to pray for those on the front lines. It's an opportunity to build new and deeper relationships with our family members. It's an opportunity to leave the former things that were standing in the way of your relationship with God and develop new habits that draw you closer to Him. I wanna dive a little deeper into God's word with you today. What does it mean to have hope in the Lord? First, let's take a look at Jeremiah 29 11. It's one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. When I get in the middle of a mess, I tend to question God's plans for me. Do you do that? It's easy to look all around us and see the devastation of the last year. However, covid Our politicians and their decisions and what our bank account is looking like right now should not be our focus. Those are the waves distracting us now. And when Peter looked at the waves, what happened? He sank. Are you sinking right now? If you are, you need to focus on your Heavenly Father. Remember, whenever Peter looked at the waves and took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. But when Peter focused on Jesus, he walked on water. It was a supernatural thing. And God wants to do the supernatural in you as well. We can trust him because he knows the plans he has for you and your family. The plans that he has are good and not for disaster. He is going to give you and your children a hope and a future on the other side of anything you might be going through. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes. Maybe you're questioning the decisions of those that have authority over you right now. Rest assured, God has control over all of that as well. We need only to focus on him. God calls his children to respond to what's going on around them far different than the culture does. Look at Romans 12:12 with me. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. There have been some days when I haven't felt very confident in anything. It appears the world all around us changes daily and sometimes minute by minute. When everything all around you is changing, you can cling to the one who never changes. He is steady. He is your rock. You can put complete confidence in him because he loves you unconditionally and completely. Are you confident in that? Your hope is only going to be as confident as what you are hoping in. If you're hoping in man to make things all better and trusting in all the things, your hope will wane and so will your patience. God is the only one who can rescue you from your plight while you are in the middle of it. That is exactly what he wants to do. He wants you to rejoice in the confident hope you have in him. He's teaching you patience as he works this all out. And he's asking you to keep on praying. When you are in a continual state of prayer, you are in a continual state of focus on him. We always hear, just have faith. But in reality, what? does that really look like Hebrews 11 one says this faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see faith by definition is being confident in that which we do not see these are times of stretching of your faith no one knows where things are headed or for how long these are the mere predictions of man I love to see things with my eyes I like to see all the ducks in a row and everything working as it should. It gives me a sense of control over my life and what will happen. From the very beginning, we have had an enemy that longs for us to walk independently of God. He has deceived you into believing that you have all the control of your destiny. It's no wonder when we get into unpredictable situations, it's so hard. We have bought the lie that we are in control, hook, line, and sinker. God is the only one in control of your life and he is the only one our faith should be in. Faith in myself will get me angry, impatient, and miserable pretty quickly. Placing our faith in God is a surefire bet. Faith comes with some pretty nice benefits, peace and joy during turmoil to name a couple. Imagine having a whole different vantage point when you're walking through hard times. Isaiah 40 verse 31 does just that. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Imagine the vantage point of the soaring eagle. He has a completely different perspective on what is going on. He sees a bigger picture. I believe the Lord used the soaring eagle as a great visual of what it looks like when you put your trust in him. Placing trust in God gives you a different vantage point. You begin to see with God's eyes instead of your worldly fleshly ones. You see things from a different vantage point as you put your full trust in god you are going to be able to not just walk through this but you're going to run you are not going to grow weary you are going to walk and not get tired are you drudging through the crisis in your life dragging your toes all the way are you growing weary these are all indicators that your trust in the lord needs to grow stronger It's a choice of your will and not a feeling. However, this is the cool thing, feelings will follow right behavior. Placing all your trust in the Lord and not in all the things will be hard at first. As you begin to make that choice over and over again, God's grace will begin to give you new strength. And before long, you will soar high on wings like eagles. Fixing our focus will make all the difference in the world. Romans 8.25 tells us just how to do that. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait for it patiently and confidently. Do you tend to look backwards instead of forwards when things get hard? Or are you like me and when you look forward, you want all the answers right then? That's what gets me into trouble. I wanna know when and I wanna know that information right now. The problem is no one knows that information except God, but does that make you mad? Does it make you angry with God that he won't give you that information right now? Or better yet, does it make you angry that he doesn't end it all right now? Never in our lifetime has God been more at work than right now. He's doing some pretty big things if we just rest in him. My guess is the real you's come out a time or two over the last year, the real me has. It's had a few ugly appearances lately and quite frankly, I didn't like what I saw. These are the things that God wants to refine in you and in your family members. This is a time of great spiritual growth and growth comes with growing pains. The writer of Romans tells us that we must wait patiently and confidently for what we're looking forward to. God has a way of hemming us in so he can work on our hearts. He is way more concerned about your character than he is what is happening around you. You see, God will give us just enough time to begin making new habits that will bring life to those around us and to ourselves. I wanna share with you Proverbs thirteen twelve from the TPT version of the Bible. Here's what it says. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, The delay can be depressing, but when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. The hope is that when this all comes to an end, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. I want to challenge you this week to fix your hope on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of your faith, and he has a grand plan for your life. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're in control, that when we fix our eyes on you and hope in you and look forward and know that you have everything in your hands, that, Lord Jesus, we won't fall into depression. We won't fall into despair. God, thank you that you've given us the formula for that. Lord, I pray for this listener right now for my friend that you would grant them all hope in you. In Jesus' name. Amen.